Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9, oh, ooh, not 9, 79 of Japan According to Akio. Um, we have, yeah, we have really, really meaty episode for you. Uh, talk, you know, about gift giving here. The season, tis the season for cash. I'll explain in the podcast. Uh, taxes a bit macro. You know, again, my economic b- bullshit ass economic <laughs> insights <laughs> I give you. And um, Olympic related stuff as well. Um, you know, tickets and things like that. But but we get a bit deep into my views of like society, economics, forecasting, future stuff like that.、Um, again, for what it, forever it's worth. Again, take take the information from who you're getting it from. You know, it, it's me. Okay. <laughs> If you know anything about the podcast, it's me. I, you know, I'm not saying, not downplaying my own views, but.、Um, It's just one man's opinion.、Uh, and so take it as that is what I would like for you to do. And I give you some, if you are interested or really want to know more about the topic, I do give you, drop a few hints about things, you know, things for you to look into on your own to help you form your own, help you form your own opinion. But everything's not all heavy. You know, it's, I tell a few stories, crack a few jokes, of, cor- of course, use a few bad words. You know what you're in, in for. So, all right, y'all, enjoy. All right, all right. Welcome to episode 79. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that.、I'm、trying to get comfortable because I know I'm about to be talking up a storm in a storm. It's a rainy night here in the Tokyo area.、Um, you know, it's my day off again, just winding down a, a normal day.、Uh, of course, as seeming, not always, but <laughs> I, I think the podcast. The podcast goes a lot smoother when I do this. We're going to crack open a brewski, if you will. All right. Tonight, what do I have? I have、uh, the premium malts by Suntory.、Um, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it, it's one of the more expensive beers here, but it's all right.、Mm. All right. So, um, So, again, last time I believe you heard me talk about the.、Um, oh, let me get closer to the mic. Hold on, I'm going to adjust this. Let me get this closer so that there we go. So that the audio comes in a bit crisper.、Um, so, as you know, previously in the previous episode, which was a two part episode, you know, I completely fucked up the audio for one of those. And、uh, again, hopefully, knock on wood, we're back over the hump, which I believe we are because the sound through my earphones sounds pretty good since, you know, I got professional equipment. <laughs> But, um, or, you know, at least proper equipment. Let me say, let me say that. But, um, yeah, to, today, this time, I have a pretty interesting, I had a pretty interesting day, which, and there's been, this is a pretty interesting time here in Japan, which give, has led to me making, I think, a pretty interesting top, a list of topics for tonight's episode. So, hmm. I'm going to just run, run through this list. You know, I think the, the list episodes go a lot better. There's a bit more jam packed with information. It keeps me on track, if you will. I mean, as you know, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know, I don't, 
I kind of just tend to have a loose format with the podcast. I don't really try to keep myself restricted to one topic and I just let the conversation go where it go, go where it goes, do what it does. You know, I think it goes better that way and it leads into, you know, different stories and things like that. So that's how it is. So hold on. But the only, the only thing is like now that I have like a proper or a semi-proper like stand. I, I need to get like a proper mic stand though. But um, I have because I'm doing this on like a tripod. But that's the only thing that's still bootleg. But um, because I have uh like a proper setup now, just like actually fumbling around with my beer is kind of a little bit tough. So my apologies for that. That's the only thing you'll see. Me, you'll hear me doing really unprofessionally. Uh, this time around is like trying to figure out what the fuck to do with my beer. But all right, <laughs> so I'll do some awkward pauses every now and then trying to like take a sip of that thing. So today, today was an interesting day for me. Um, sorry, drop that. Today was an interesting day for me because I did some shopping and some, some different things with the family, if you will. But um, it kind of, well, first, something that arrived in the morning leads me to, into my first topic. Uh, there are, are, in Japan, there are two really important gift-giving times of year for business. Which, not only business, but also family, but it's kind of like a real old traditional thing. It's uh, Ochugen and Osebo. Right. And basically, it's if you think about it, it's the summer gift giving season and the winter gift giving season. So the um, summer gift and that's what it is. So to this time now is the summer gift giving season. So I got um, from one of my students. Uh, if you've heard me previously talk about the dude who dropped some dope knowledge on me, uh, he gave me some uh, marinated pork you know, <laughs> so, so that arrived today. It kind of freaked me out actually, because, um, yeah, I was like lying down or something like I was lying down cause it was kind of early. And then the package arrived in the morning. Like I was just like all laid out, sprawled out. Uh, and then like someone arrived, like, Oh shit. <laughs> I thought like someone was coming over to visit or something. I mean, like my pajamas all sprawled out and whatever. And so I had to like get up and, 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 and get everything, get, make myself kind of presentable. But really it was just like this package of like marinated pork coming for me. So the other, um, time of year is, uh, Osebo. So Chugen is in summer and Osebo is at the end of the year. Um, and pretty much it's the same thing. It's just a time where a lot of business people are going to give gifts and, you know, a lot, uh, actually, um, if you read about like some of the really expensive fruits and stuff like that, overpriced fruits and stuff like that, that's bought here in Japan, uh, some of it's bought for, because of PR purposes, but another reason is for these type of gifts. You know, um, I know um, some of the restaurateur people I know, they get all types of expensive gifts, mainly like fruits and snacks and cakes and stuff like that, especially during this time of year um, by associates and things like that. Some people like it. Some people think it's really like just annoying and they just like, oh, fuck, just take it, just give the shit away because they just don't know what to do with it. And then, you know, you get something, you got to give something to someone else. And so some people just really don't like it. Some people are really all about it and think it's like really summarizes the Japanese spirit. 
um, I'm cool with it. I'm like, hey, thanks a lot. I'll just send an email, uh, a message in in um in the morning, just saying thanks. But you know, thank goodness. the The good thing is, thank goodness, I'm no longer really like a heavy into private teaching, so. I don't really do any of those like obligated things anymore, like so, which you know, like New Year's cards and stuff like that. It, it's, it's a bit of a headache once you start getting into it. So I'm just happy I'm kind of out of that loop. Thank goodness, you know. But um, oh, oh yeah, I'm not even checking the time. Sorry about that. Uh. Okay. 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 Again, sorry if you hear my head turning and stuff like that. I'm just not used to being around the mic, and also, I, now that I'm recording this time, I kind of I need want to make one more purchase, which is like a proper mic stand, just because like this setup that I have just really doesn't work. I just ran out and bought like a used tripod with like a, the appropriate um little screw thing. Uh, one day just because just to get again get myself started but i'm seeing realizing tonight i need like a real mic stand because this shit ain't cutting it all right um alibaba i'm coming <laughs> mm. so that's the first topic now another interesting thing uh a seasonal thing is bonus sunday which is something i learned about i mean i knew about it but i just didn't know exactly when it was but apparently, I'm guessing it's maybe the first end of the week or whatever uh, on um, the first week of July is apparently when a lot of regular business people get their bonus. Now, you might be like, there's two annual, there's, you know, biannual bonuses as like a standard kind of thing. You got your summer bonus, you got your winter bonus normally. And... um the bonus system, I can, I can kind of expand on that. I don't think I've ever really talked about it that much here. The bonus system in Japan is kind of funny because it's not really a bonus if you think about it. Like, I talk to students about it. Like, for me, if I think if I think of a bonus, I'm pretty sure you do too. You think of something extra onto your salary. But generally speaking, like, a bonus here in Japan, to my knowledge, is kind of included as part of your salary, if you will. So... <clears throat> Whoa, sorry about that. <laughs> My apologies. I don't think I ever burped on this podcast. Sorry about that. Um, but I'm a little bit too comfortable and relaxed. But anyway, um, yeah, really, that that wasn't cool. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like, so bonuses are kind of factored in. It's, you know, pretty sizable. Like, it could be like, you know, uh, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but, you know, one two months paycheck worth of like a bonus given uh in summer and in winter so it could be like you know several thousand dollars depending if we're average worker you know the average let's say the average salary here is about um just in america and about three hundred thousand let's say four hundred even let's just say five hundred thousand like a typical um worker whatever making five hundred thousand yen which is about it rounded off easily about five thousand u.s dollars a month your bonus might be, you know, I, I I don't know. I'm just speculating, but from my kind of feeling, that salary maybe like seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, you know, uh, maybe even ten thousand, maybe even ten thousand, uh, one million, for example. For yeah, it could be around that um, for that time, you know, and basically. They just blowing it, <laughs> from what I understand. Either, you know, someone's going to buy something, buy a Rolex or, or take a family trip or something. Oh, shit. Huh. 
actually something just clicked with me. One of my students who I'm really cool with, she was saying her family is taking a trip to Europe at the end of this month. You know, the whole family, her father was like, hey, let's roll to Europe. Now it kind of makes sense why. Because it's bonus season. It's also almost summer holiday season. So got that, you know, got that knot <laughs> in your burning a hole in your pocket and you want to go do something. So, um, so yeah, so my mother-in-law, we were, uh, I forgot where we were going earlier. We were, we were going somewhere, like doing some shopping and stuff like that in the car. And she was telling me like, yeah, it's, it's rainy and it's bonus Sunday. So the road is probably going to be packed. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like in my mind, like, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, like <laughs> whatever. I kind of sometimes underestimate, um, Japanese people's knowledge of Japan. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, man, or, you know, you, you kind of hear people say stuff like that, like, well, it's because of this, so something, da, 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 da. and in your mind, it might be like, okay, why is something so simple like that such a big, like, such a big deal, you know, and until you see, like, the overwhelming, like, you, you know, it's summer holiday season, it's the weekend, so it'll be crowded, or so everyone's gonna be, you know, and then you'd be like, yeah, all right, whatever, and then you get there, and you're like, fucking hell, and, like, like, that's what happened on the road today, because, um, we were riding around doing some shopping, and actually, I ended up going to Ikea and stuff like that, and another furniture store, Nitori, by the way, Nitori is a good place if you move into Japan, and you need some furniture, and stuff like that, that's a that's a really affordable place with good quality. Nitori. Uh in in uh English it'll be N I T O R I. Um I remember I got my after moving out of my guest house, no, my first apartment here in Japan, my first like what did I have? Oh yeah, I remember I had like this little nice little bed set. Um mm. Mm. So my first guest house here in Japan, I had like a little small 4.5 mat uh, tatami room in a, in a like Japanese house, kind of not exactly similar to what I'm living in right now, but like kind of similar to like a, a, a typical Japanese house, and um, you know tatami mat living room. Upstairs was uh, I was in the tatami mat room, the one with the air conditioner. Of course, I spotted that. Um, so I for me. In my opinion, I had the best room in the house. It was small, but I, I as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, I want this one. Because, for one, I lived in, uh, this is uh, like, you know, again, 2006. So 2000, no, no, this is 2005 when I moved in. I moved out in 2006. But, um, so this place was, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of remember how I found this shit, too. Like, again, this was before social media. This is before a lot of shit was organized. You know, the internet, the early days of, like, really high-speed internet and whatnot. So I actually went to an internet cafe. Again, you know, I had, like, a K-Tai, which is, like, a flip phone, basically. So I had to go to an internet cafe but when I was moving. And I'm on there looking around and shit in the internet cafe. And, you know, I was just going down the rabbit hole of, um, of fucking... Get you know guest house Tokyo Tokyo guest house da, 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 just trying to find anything, and uh, I was apartment hunting for a while, and I found I kind of remember what it looked like. She had this weird font; it was like a purple website or some shit like that, you know. And I was like, all right, let me check this out, and I checked it out, 
and yeah, it was this regular house, and I met her, you know, met my landlord, and you know, I went up to the top upstairs, and it was like this four point five mat room, which is a pretty small room, just enough for like basically a bed, a desk, and it had like a traditional style closet, it's like sliding closet, where basically I could just put all my shit in there. I bought a few like you know plastic cabinets. I bought a TV eventually, put the TV inside the closet so that I could just like, you know, it wouldn't take up any extra space so I could just like slide the door open, watch TV. And when I'm, you know, done, slide it closed. No one was living upstairs. Um, It was connected by another six mat room, which was connected by sliding door, which I found out later that, you know, she she was like, yeah, if someone wants to be in there, I'm going to rent it out. But no one actually lived in there. Some French, a French dude moved in like about a month before I, I bounced, but... That place did not have any AC, and I was like, I felt sorry for dude because it got fucking hot. It gets fucking hot in summer, and I made sure my joint had the AC. My joint had a balcony, you know, um, and yeah, I had privacy, like across the hallway from me. She was running. She was doing some other crazy shit, but you know, I don't think that's really typical of, of landlords in, in Japan. But I made sure, like, I got the cheap, basically the cheapest room in the house with the most privacy, with the best view. And with the air conditioner, you know, and uh, so I was like butter, right? <laughs> for like, you know, for twenty-three-year-old me living in Japan, like that was more than what I needed. Um, you know, I never cooked in that place at all. We had a kitchen. I never cooked. I ate takeout food every fucking day. <laughs> but the good news here about takeout is like you, the, you have like some takeout places that make like actually fresh food it's not like you're eating mcdonald's and shit like that every day it's like rice and and real ingredients that are made by like some old lady in the back of a kitchen that you can be like okay you look like somebody's like auntie that knows how to cook you know so i'm trusting you to make to grill my fish proper you know so so (laughs) you know so shit like that um Wow, I got totally okay, but anyway, so yeah, so knee toilet. I'm getting again, totally it goes where it goes. So, um, what why that takes me back is because I bought all my furniture from there from Nitori, which is one of the places I, I stopped by today. IKEA is actually a new place in Japan, so um, yeah, it's fairly new. Um, I can't, I can't remember when it opened, but Nitori is more of a staple, and basically, um. Yeah, so going to Nitori, she was saying that. And on our way to Ikea, like, we passed this shopping mall, like, it's just kind of in my area. And, yo, like, it's just this one road. We just need to get past this mall. I was stuck in traffic for, like, like, fuck, like, about 40 minutes just trying to move, get maybe, like, a kilometer. Like, you know, it, it was crazy, you know. Um Luckily, my son was asleep in the car, like, so, but it was cool. But, again, like, it got to a certain point, I was like, okay, I got to bust a move. Let me look on this navigation and try and figure this shit out. You know, at first, my wife was like, no, we should just stay on the main road. You can get, I'm like, fuck this, right? So, you know, I hit the navigation, started looking around, like, okay, I think I can do a boop, boop, boop this way. And I ended up, like, just basically, like I said, just taking the side street. You've heard me say before, like, everyone in Japan, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are just going to take the main road and just wait, like, an hour and a half to get into the fucking mall. More than that, maybe even two hours to get to the fucking mall. But there's a side street, like, one street over that you could just cut through, like, all the traffic, basically. And, um, and 
like I I probably saved like about forty minutes to an hour just by just by taking hitting that cut. So um, I, I you know I believe I was a believer in Bonus Sunday after all that. That's that's how it all comes full circle. So I was like, oh shit, like Bonus Sunday ain't no joke. And it's raining like you know in the evening when I saw so my mother in law. I was like, you fucking right. Like I mean I didn't say it like that, but I was like you right damn like this shit's serious and she she kind of put me on like yeah man like you know if you think about it like you got some money you know disposable income and you bored your family's bored and it's a rainy day you're going to the mall that's what a lot of people are going to do so i was like oh oh shit okay like i learned something new like this i mean japan is funny like that you're gonna learn new things like you you know uh, japan's the type of place where you never get it, you're always getting it, you know, um, the person, if you meet a person, if you're talking to a person who's, like, been in Japan for, like, five years, or six years, or th- even three years, and they tell you they know everything about Japan, they're a fucking idiot, basically, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've met people like that, like, people who have been, like, yeah, I've been here for five years, I got this place figured out, I'm just, like, okay, you don't know the fuck, you're just speaking nonsense, like, I just automatically write that person off as an idiot, so whatever you do, don't be that person, if you decide to stay in Japan for a while, don't be that fucking person, like, because I haven't met a person who's been here longer who said some shit like that, it's always a person who's been here just, like, a couple of years, you know, um, there's always something because you're not Japanese, so there's always something new for you to learn, something new for you to figure out, you know, a new angle of some shit. Like I learn new shit about this country like almost every fucking week, you know. Um, so just think, just take that to heart, right? Okay, I'm gonna keep things going, keep it going with my next topic. So now we're gonna get a little bit more macro with um, how are we gonna do this? Which one am I going to do first? Am I going to get serious on y'all? Okay, I'll fuck it. I'll just go in the order I wrote this shit. So, another interesting thing that happened this week, these, these past, like, couple of weeks, has been taxes and retirement and pension in Japan, right? It's just money is, like, becoming a big thing now for Japanese people. The origins of this is pretty fucking funny, though, because, for me, at least, because, like... um Basically, okay, former Prime Minister uh, Talo Aso, I think it's Talo, Talo Aso, and um, he's now like the Minister of Finance, I think, for Japan. And for me, I tell Japanese people, he reminds me of George W. Bush, so George Bush Jr., so fucking much. Like, it's not even funny. Um, if you just type in Aso, A-S-O, and Bush, you'll see it. You'll see them come up, or you can type in Aso, Japan, and Bush, and it'll come up. Um, but just his demeanor, he's just, like, has that, like, cow. He comes from a rich family. He comes from money. I think it's his parents. I, ch- I checked that lesson. His parents, his father was, like, a um, concrete, you know, big into concrete construction after post-war and stuff like that. So he was, you know, had, so he comes from money, basically, old money. And, um, mm. And, like, he just, his demeanor is just, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, kind of, like, brash, like, fucking condescending older dude who just, like, you know, if you just listen to him talk. But anyway, what happened was um, he, like, a couple of weeks ago, he was, there was some report about, like, um, the pension system here. 
and you know, like people living until a hundred and things are what's going on and how much people need to retire. And Japan has like a much more stable pension system than in the West. But the issue, you know, which is mounting, is that it's a pension system is supported by current workers. But as you know, as you may know, that Japan's population is shrinking quite a bit. So people are starting to do the numbers and be like, oh shit, well. In like twenty years, you know, we're there's not going to be enough people to pay for our retirement. Like people who are like retired now, they're living it up. They're just like getting big bank, you know, they <laughs> just like you know, making it rain all over the place. But um, people who are like, for example, my age now, you know, um, in their forties and fifties, are like doing the math. Like shit. Well, what the fuck is going to happen to me? You know. Um, because in like 30 years, for example, when it's time for us to retire, there are not going to be enough young people to pay for our pension system. It's just the just math. just Basically, the math doesn't work, right? And, of course, so they did a report. And in the report, it was basically said that Japanese people are going to need more money when they retire, which is something like, duh. But again, Japan, because I, I, I wanted to talk about this in, in, in the mentality of this. After, Let me just try and finish my point, what, what the origins of what happened. Um, but what happened was in the report, though, it was said, you know, that you kind of need extra money to retire. You can't just retire off of your pension, your government pension or your company pension or whatever. You can't just retire off that. So, um, but the prime, but... Also, what he did, he said the number, which is Nisen Mayen, which is two hundred, like about two hundred thousand um, dollars. So he he basically said, like publicly, yeah, according to this report, you're gonna need like two hundred thousand dollars to live comfortably and retire. And it's like that's it. And everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> everyone freaked out. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? And um, for me, like. So now this this that sparked a whole debate on is the pension system in Japan okay? What the fuck is going on with it? Like you know, and all this stuff. Now for me, it, it, this of course as an American person, it's like duh. Of course you need your nest egg. You can't just retire on Social Security in America. And I'm not sure about other countries, but so I growing up, and I'm sure people even younger than me don't expect anything upon retirement really, and. My generation was kind of one of the first generation where, you know, pension systems were taken away and the 401k was introduced. And, you know, um, but I remember growing up as a kid in like the 80s where, you know, you retired on your company pension. Right. That was kind of what was it. But I think in the, in the 90s, 401k was really pushed and introduced, I think even by maybe by either Bill Clinton or probably I forgot who did it. But that really changed the dynamic of, of work and the expectment expectations of retirement. Um, and I was one I'm a product of one of that first generation where like, yo, we can't really trust the system and you can't really rely on like a job for the rest of your life. Smack, smack, wake up. Like in the nineties, it was like, yo, you gotta try and make some moves and figure some shit out. You know, and that was kind of a really scary kind of thing. Cause I remember in the eighties, like people retiring on their pension was the thing, like, you know. That was like the real last generation of people who did that. Mm. And Japan is still going through. Is going. Through, that's why it's interesting being from outside Japan and living here and seeing how some of these social developments take place because I can kind of see parallels. It might be, you know, real or just perceived 
although most of them have been played out the way I thought they were going to be. So I don't think it's just perceived, right? Um, but, um, like, I can see some parallels between how things played out in America and the way how things are playing out here. But th there's a kind of a bigger impact on the... It's really compounded just the way society really works here. So, like... <laughs> so, like, yeah, after he's... You know, he said that, and basically it's kind of challenges the social contract of Japan, which is something I really wanted to expand on. Sorry, I'm, I'm about to get deep on y'all motherfuckers, right? But, um, you know, the real social contract here, in that, as I see it here in Japan, is that we're all in this together, right? That's how it's kind of perceived here in Japan. We are Japanese people. We're in this together. Work hard, maybe even kill yourself, like, like by, through work, what I mean, but, you know, just be diligent and work and don't complain and kind of like, it, I hate to use this analogy, but I think it kind of fits in some ways, the ant colony, you know, like work for the ant colony, just be a worker and support the colony and be a productive member of society and every, and every, you'll be taken care of, right? But that's cool and all until shit hits the fan, right? Because when shit goes wrong and it doesn't really work for individuals, you feel really wrong because you've dedicated yourself to something and then it turns out to be a lie and a facade. But the people at the top who are really running the show, their job is to just kind of keep the music playing. You know, the, 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 how I see it. Like, they can see the brick wall coming up. They can see on a lot of shit. Me too. I'm like, duh, the writing's on the wall, motherfuckers. Like, y'all better do something because, you know, jump ship, do something because this shit's Titanic is going down. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be all fatalistic about Japan, but not, I, again, I've said before, I'm very optimistic about the future of Japan, but I'm talking about the system as is, right? That, that social contract as is, that we're all in it together. We're all going to win together. We're all going to get our piece of the pie. We're all going to get our fair chance we're all gonna you know get our fucking 50 acres in the mule you know what i'm saying like um but it doesn't really work it's, it's not really going in that direction you know in society japanese society is going to a society of winners and losers but fundamentally japan isn't prepared from my perspective japan isn't really prepared to deal with having winners and losers because up until this point it's been all Japanese people and they've been, you know, in as a gang in it together, gang gang, you know, but it's not really flowing that way in, in anymore. And this incident for me is another thing that really highlights that. And some things that's happened because of that is first, <laughs> you know, after that thing happened, they went and told the damage control. Of course, I also was just like, yeah, well, uh, yeah, whatever, fuck it, what you gonna do? <laughs> Watching his reactions is just like hilarious just because he's such a, I'm not going, you know, he, he just, he seems really, he comes off really condescending in the way that he talks sometimes. <laughs> mm. But, um, but like, yeah, so after that was said, what happened was, um, the, you know, the government was like, we don't, this, this basically, equivalent was like, this report's some bullshit. <laughs> basically, it was just like, fuck this report. And so, you know, they just didn't accept the report. And then, um, I think I saw this week, the guy who, 
was responsible for leading the report either. He, I don't know if he stepped down from his position. I would imagine he didn't quit, but maybe he stepped down from his position, you know, as leading that division or whatever, you know. So, of course, you got to have your pound of flesh, your person to kind of take responsibility for that. So he, he's out of there. And they're like, oh, well, we'll investigate it. Like, a lot of times if you hear politicians say we'll investigate it, it means, like, they're just trying to brush it under the rug. So that's what kind of happened. They were like, yeah, we'll investigate it. We'll look into it. But no, nah, we don't believe that shit. And so... You know, there's a lot of, like, creating your own reality that goes on. You know, spin. There's a lot of spin that goes on with the Japanese government where it's just like, yeah, what problem? There's no problem here. Like, what are you talking about? No, that shit doesn't exist at all. And then <laughs> it's just like, in the, we'll, 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 we'll look into it, and then it just disappears. Right? Like, that happens with a lot of different things, you know. So, And the people just forget about it a lot of times um, and move on. Because I've heard from Japanese people because, like, uh, to a certain extent, a lot of, like, Japanese people like to have a tantosha, a person who's responsible for something, you know, in customer service, like flights and things like that. Like a lot of people, instead of going, I've had a few students who have like, they're going to like Washington DC or different places. And I'm like, Hey, you might want to check out Airbnb. And a few people have been like, eh, because they, some people hesitate to do that because they prefer to have a person where if anything goes wrong, they can talk to that person or they can complain to that person, you know, but if you organizing your trip by yourself, it's all on you. And um, a couple of students, I've kind of mentioned Airbnb to them, give them a few tips, and then I could see them kind of being like, well, what about this? What if this happened? I'm like, and then I was like, you know what? Never mind. Just, just get a travel agent. I'm trying to save you some cash. Just just never mind. Just just do what you do. Um, one person was like, no, no, no. I want to try. I'll do a hotel and I'll do Airbnb, but will ask me some questions when they come up. But you know, a few times I've just kind of caught myself being like, putting myself out there too much for someone I, I realize isn't really prepared to handle the inherent risks of making your own decision. And so I have to just be like, you know what, never mind. Just, just fucking go talk to a travel agent because this shit ain't even worth it for me. <laughs> mm. And with the government, it's kind of like I said, I've heard from several students of mine that it's kind of a similar kind of feeling. Like, you know, you're... We choose you to be our politician, and we don't want to know what you do as long as you don't fuck with my life. Just don't fuck it up, and you can kind of have free reign to do whatever you want, pretty much. It's kind of the, the feeling I get, how politics go here in general. Don't do anything I don't like. Don't do anything to piss me off. Don't do anything to fuck with, with my shit. And I'm pretty much going to turn a blind eye to whatever goes on. And that's why there's a lot of political scandals and things like that that go on here and a lot of shit that goes on, closed-door meetings and stuff like that inherently here. just It's just the closed-door nature of Japanese politics, even more so than it is in America, I would say. Um, you know, it's just like its own little society, own little bubble. I was even talking to a student about investigative journalism here because I think, like, the Japanese media as well isn't as clearly slanted as American media is, where it's clearly left, clearly right in a lot of respects. But here it's very centered, but a lot of stuff is really, they turn a blind eye to or don't do the hardcore digging as much as like Western media does. Like, you know, there's no real Watergate that gets popped here. Um, I haven't seen since, you know, here or like any scandals that's broken by the media 
um, because they I've heard that a reporter needs access given to providing them by the government. So it's kind of like they go hand in hand, if you will. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, kind of thing. And stuff that they want to get, they want to go away, kind of goes away. I forgot what story I was so like the Kutu movement might be an example of that as well, right? Um, where something, if you if you go back and listen to a previous podcast, I talked about it, you know, where definitely in the back room, some company heads probably talked to some politician who talked to somebody from the media and was just like, we need this shit to go away. And, and you know, that's kind of, and, and then poof, it's gone. I haven't even heard anything from that. Like after, I think I told you, the head minister was like, nah, fuck that shit. We're putting the kibosh on it. It was just gone. Like, I, I didn't hear about anything from that, like, after that. So it is, it's really interesting to watch stuff, how it plays out here, because it goes away with no fanfare at all. It's not like it dies. It's just, it's like, you know, like the mafia hit. The, you know, you end up in fucking with wearing cement shoes if you're like a topic that the government wants to go away. It's just one day you're just gone. So, so with that topic, like, um, that's kind of that is one incident that happened and then also recently if you don't know uh now you i'll tell you um there's another consumption tax increase coming into into japan coming into effect in japan i believe in october so i think if i remember correctly in 2014 it, when i came to japan the um consumption tax here was five percent so you know if you bought like a rice ball it was like 105 yen then it went up to 8%, so you went, of course, 108. And now it's going up to 110, 10%. But again, because of, um, I believe it's because of, of concerns about, you know, Japan's economy. Again, just, just Google and watch the Japan debt to GDP ratio. Anything you come up with there will probably scare the fuck out of you. <laughs> It'll probably really scare you. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this, what the fuck? Like, Kyo, why are you living there? But again, this is one of the reasons why I'm really optimistic about Japan. Um, because I believe, like, the old system has to crumble and that's where it's gonna, that's gonna be my move to really, you know, the time to where new fortunes are made, um, knock on wood. But um, but um, so so actually, several months ago, the international community is really putting pressure on Japan as well to get their shit together. And uh, there's a report done, I believe, by someone in the past that said that uh, Japan would need to raise the consumption tax to twenty six percent to try to get the debt to GDP ratio in in line. Yeah. Um it, it, it is pretty the national debt here is pretty staggering if you take if you when you start to take a look at it. Um but again it's supported just by the system, the way Japan works. It, it works, you know, and it'll continue to work until it suddenly doesn't work anymore. It's kinda how I see it happening. Um but for the near future, hey, it'll be fine, you know, so it could be five years. It could be fifty years. I have no idea. Um, so yeah. So so last time the government again. Sorry, I'm getting really deep into economics here, but but I think this is kind of important. Last time the government raised the consumption tax from five to eight percent, and this is really when I was really deep into economic shit and stuff like that. So that's why I was really like watching this carefully. Um, Last time that happened, the what you call it, uh, the 
yeah, the economy took a nosedive, basically. So now, though, they're doing it again, kind of out of, really out of force. Uh, I think I talked touched on it in, in a previous episode, like I wondered whether they're going to raise or not raise the consumption tax. It looks like they're pushing forward to raising it. Um, but the economy has this Olympic wave come in. So it's kind of per- really the correct time to do it. Doing it after the Olympics will be a bit more of a challenge. So um, I'm interested to see what the Japanese economy is going to do. But, you know, coming into fall, actually, ah, wow, because October is when the Rugby World Cup is going to be. So there'll probably be a boost from that. And maybe that might be why they're changing that timing. I don't, I don't really know. But, you know, the economy is definitely, because if you didn't know, the rugby, Japan's, again, on a winning streak. The Rugby World Cup is, is going to be in Japan this fall. Then next year, we got the Olympics. In 2025, we got the um, World Expo. So she's going to be crazy. Mm. But again, I'll keep you up to tabs on, on what goes on here. You'll get the Akil economic update. <laughs> While I drink a beer, <laughs> whatever. But you know, I'm a English, I'm an English teacher. I'm not a fucking economist. So take my information and opinion for whatever you want. And just you know, if you're interested in the topic, do a bit more digging on your own. It is quite interesting if you go down the rabbit hole, and it gives you a bit another angle to look at life in Japan by, and some things to kind of for some tea leaves to kind of forecast what might happen in the future. All right, but speaking of uh, special events in the Olympics, the last topic we have for tonight, after a pretty lengthy conversation, is, whoa, shit, I'm dropping stuff, is um, Olympic ticket lottery. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get tickets for the Olympics. I applied, but I didn't. Um, and a lot of people didn't. And contrary to the previous Olympics in Rio, where I heard, I read, um, they were basically just giving them shits away, basically, you know, um, a lot, there were a lot of unsold tickets that were just either handed out that day or just, you know, just trying to fill the venue. But Tokyo is totally different because it's a metropolitan, a metropolitan area of like, I think I read like about 35 million people. And, you know, plus you got people from other parts of Japan who would, would at the drop of a hat, come you know, come here to see the fucking, um, the Olympics, like, it was crazy trying to get tickets, and, um, a lot, I only know one person who got tickets, one person got, uh, tickets for the Japanese, for, not Japanese, basketball quarterfinal, I believe he's really into basketball, his wife got tickets, um, through the lottery, I didn't get any, a lot of people I know didn't get any, but because, everyone I know didn't get any, but because of, the increased Japan demand, the high demand, they're doing another lottery, another round of lottery, you know, for people to try, give them another chance. I don't know how this works, you know, but I guess there were some tickets unsold or unclaimed. Probably it was some people who just like bought up a whole bunch, who just clicked register for a whole bunch of tickets and then couldn't really pay or maybe canceled or whatever. I don't fucking know, but those, excuse me, those unsold tickets, um, are going to be go through another round of lottery and this brings me to the point main point about fairness in japan now you might think like for me in the west like once the lottery happens it's over fine but the point here is that japanese people 
need to be, you know, the social contract, need to be able to get tickets, right? That's the thing. Everyone has to have a fair chance and or at least feel like they had a fair shot at it, right? Give give that illusion that they had a fair shot to get at it. So um, because of uh, the high demand and, and things like that, what they're doing is they're doing another round of it coming up in, in a, a month or two. I don't know when. I'm gonna apply for tickets again too. Like I don't, you know, I I applied for like fucking weightlifting and didn't get anything. So I don't know what the what the fuck is gonna happen. But like, the main thing is like the for me the really the weather is the main issue. Like you've heard me talk about it before. Like summertime is gonna be fucking hot here, and especially next year, it's just getting even hotter and hotter. And like humid as fuck like you know i have a young child like i can only really register for events that are inside even at night like it's fucking the heat here is oppressive and to have like even for me even if i'm going out by myself with my wife i would feel really nervous about seeing an outdoor event like you know and being outside for like three hours in august here like that's pretty fucking harsh um so especially and with a child like you know in this crowded environment like it's just like a no-go situation so i can i'm really limited to um indoor events and yeah uh, i think i told you like i tell you a lot like I, i'm just telling you not to be all doom and gloom or not to be forecasted, but somebody's going to die. Like some people are going to die come from these, as a result of these Olympics. Like some people are going to, athletes are going to, I wouldn't be surprised if an athlete or two dies and I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely, you know, some people coming here are going to like, you know, yeah, they're going to, going to, going to, going to die like i'm sorry like this this heat kills people like and um you really don't know what heat is like like i've never experienced heat like this before before coming to this country and every summer i'm like fuck this like every summer i'm like fuck this i gotta get the fuck out of this country like <laughs> you know july and august like it's coming you know rainy season's here now and it kind of sucks but summer is no joke um so like i'm i'm genuinely concerned for some of the people coming here and and japanese people know it foreign people know like everyone here they know it but like and and i really don't see um or hear any like intense awareness about that or any real big countermeasures being pushed for that. I'm sure there'll be something, there'll be cooling stations and stuff like that, but yo, <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about until like debilitating heat and humidity, humidity, like for real. So I don't know. I don't know. But, but the point is with that lottery is that, and I even heard there might even be a third round of lottery tickets gone. Um, just showing that like the over attention to giving the illusion of fairness, the illusion or perception, let me say perception of fairness so that like no one can say, well, I didn't have a ticket. You know, I didn't have a chance to get tickets. You know, well, you had three chances, even though you had like, you know, a stone's throw in hell's chance of getting a ticket, but you had three chances. And just to appease 
the masses, you know, the grumblings of the masses, the atmosphere of Japanese people, so that people can be, you know, excited and enjoy the, the, the Olympics, even if they've, like, you know, had no shot at all at, at seeing an event. Um, but that's kind of part of living in Japan, right? And those are the, some of the subtle things on a macro level that you might um, notice or see while you're here. So, all right, y'all. Um, those are all. That's my list. I want to try. What time is it? Mm, yep, 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 yep. Okay, I think I have some more time where I can squeeze in. Not, not sorry, not recording. I wanted to squeeze in a little bit more work, um, a little bit of video editing before I go to bed. So I'm just going to wrap things up here. All right, y'all. It's been a blast. Uh, again, these type of ex episodes are a lot, well, a lot better structured, especially when I have a list or something like that to work off of. Yeah, all right. And I'll, I'll let you all next time, y'all. All right, peace.